Oh my goodness, Slim. I'm here. It's happening. Fire. <laughs> Thank you for, for doing this with me. Of course. It's my okay. second episode. This is fire. I didn't even know about this. It sounds really good, though. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, no, Um, I haven't put it out yet because I want to get a couple under my belt first before uh, I gotcha. give Makes it sense. to the people. So it's a new thing. So you'll be part of the premiere. (laughs) Well, I'm so excited to have you. Um, I was I didn't even know you had a show yesterday. You let's talk about you. Half the stuff. Well, let's say like 99% of the stuff that you do, I have no clue is happening until it's like, oh, it's happening. (laughs) Oh, he's on tour. Oh, he's doing a live show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd be Um, low key. I'd be. I I just don't like to talk about too much stuff until like it's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I feel like I'm late. I'm like, did he announce this? Did I miss it? So, of course, I missed yesterday. I saw that Six Black was doing... Well, I call him Six Black. I know it's Black. But <laughs> I saw that he was doing something yesterday, but I had no clue that you would um, be performing with him. Of course, I should have known, but um, how was that? How did you feel about that? Uh, I felt I felt great. Um, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare, but we, you know, you know, I, you know, know, day in and day out when we did start preparing, it was just like a nonstop thing. So it was really cool to see it come you know, coming alive, especially with the whole, um, no, no concerts and stuff are happening. It was, it was cool to be able to do that again. Cause I was just sure we wasn't going to touch a stage for a while. Cause I know yeah. he, he, he was, uh, he still was working on an album, just released the project or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just was sure he wasn't going on the road. Cause you don't, you know, he don't really be pressed too much like that when right. it comes to when it comes to shows and stuff, which I can be, you know, I'm thankful for because a lot of artists out there, you know, they like, they work their people, they work their people and themselves to death. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not necessarily always realistic, you know what I mean? To have a, a working life outside of music, if that's only, if that's, if that's the only thing you're doing, because, you know, he has a family. Exactly. And like, you know, I think the longest tour we've ever, ever done is like maybe three months or something like that. So I'm I'm cool with stuff like that. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that because I know you miss touring. Um, so who have you toured? You've toured with. I know you toured with Summer, Six Flags. Did you? Well, have just, let's see who else. Not just in it. Um, who else have you toured with? Well, I toured like actually toured. I haven't toured with a lot of people. I've like done, uh, like dates with people, but um, yeah, I have like toured i've only toured with black and rory like actual like you know extended period of time where you're like show to show to show right okay so name some of the people that you've done gigs with i know some of the people just for the purposes of the people that don't know who you are okay um (laughs) this is slim everybody (laughs) uh, (laughs) extraordinaire guitar player trumpet player Keyboard player, guitar player, I said that, bass guitar, everything else you could think of, talk box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more than that, heck. Whatever, 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 get, whatever I can get my hands on. <laughs> right. <laughs> so who else have you gigged with? Um, well, it started off with Rory. Played with Rory. No, it didn't start with Rory. It started off with an artist named Kevin Ross. Oh, he yeah, was, I forgot you guys did that. Yeah, Kevin Ross was like our our first like tour tour mm-hmm. um so we played for kevin ross since then we played for kevin ross played for um drum uh SZA, trinidad james post malone um 
Young Nudie, Kiki Wyatt, um, Carrie Hilson, um, Black, Summer Walker. Uh, no, 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 no. I feel like I'm missing somebody. I know, me too. I'm like really thinking. It's a, it's a, it was a lot of people, a lot of gigs though. They were like really, you know, one-off gigs like, Hey, such and such needs a band, you know, uh, play for like, uh, the Latasha Scott from Escape. Um, let me see who is play for an artist named Alex Iono. He's pretty, uh, he's pretty huge right now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Check him out. Um, yeah, you. I mean, you play. You play with a lot of people. Yeah. But the fact that you can pick up, I mean, you and the Band of Brothers, of course. Um, like I know you guys kind of trade off on different projects, or like it's performing with different people. Right. So, um, the fact that you guys can just pick up and learn all these sets is wild to me. I mean, you're musicians, yeah. you're professional musicians, but it's still like mind blowing that y'all can just pick up and just and jam out and like make people sound so much better live. Yeah. Like even in their recorded music. It's it's wild to me. How y'all I, pick that up? See, it's like it's like a it's, I don't know, I would say it's somewhat of a formula, you know what I mean? Once mm-hmm. you once you're in the arena of what the standard is, you know, being a musician is just re it's just like um reoccurring information. So the songs like they made the songs may be different to people but to us we just hear format it's like all right so right yeah this part this part this part is literally like a we you know we call them numbers or whatever Mm -hmm. um for for people that aren't musicians you know they if they hear us calling numbers when we're playing they're like what is going on but (laughs) yeah the number system is basically you know the scale like do re mi fa so la ti do one two three four five six seven eight and when we're calling numbers we're calling out the bass note and whatever the bass note is normally like the the chord that goes with there's normally a chord that goes with it whatever you know key you're in but that's how it's easy for us to kind of communicate like so if we're like any musician that is either you know a professional musician or a church musician we can learn songs within 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Right. It's just, I've seen it. It's just remembering, you know, remembering certain songs because certain songs aren't as simple. Like a Stevie Wonder song, you can't just learn that in 10 minutes. You have oh, yeah, there's sections. Yeah there's, yeah, there's a lot of different sections and changes, so I get it. Yeah, but nowadays, like, music is, you know, so A, B, A, B, you know, so it's kind of, like, easy. Yeah. So the only thing you have to remember is just, like, you know, accents and hits and stuff, but once you live with the music and a lot of times a lot of times programming and um musical arrangements are just to enhance the song so basically it just gives the song alley-oops to be more effective basically so it's not it's it's not hard yeah i mean so for you i mean it's crazy because like genius is always saying oh it's just easy it's not hard anybody can pick it up right (laughs) (laughs) but like you have to understand that people look at you or you guys and, and they're like how the hell do they do that? I don't, I mean, it's, to me, it's, it's crazy because I know you guys, you guys are just normal people. It seems until you see it happen, yeah. you see like you playing the keys or playing the drums and hopping from in, in different instruments. Right. And then you realize, no, this is something different. Like I talk, I have conversations about you with people like you probably wouldn't even imagine. 
Really? And people like really fan out over you. So just what? know that people <laughs> admire you. That is wild. Like, men, women everywhere, just your talent. So just know that. But like, how did you, so when you say professional musicians, like it's just kind of like a format. How do you go from learning instruments to that? Like, where did you start? And how did, how did you even know how to MD a show? Like who taught you how to set up a live show? Um, it wasn't necessarily like teaching. It wasn't like somebody sat me down and was like, hey, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when I was in high school, that's when I, when I, when I was in high school, that's when I originally uh, realized that you can even travel being a musician. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't know you can make money off of it for real. Only thing I knew was like, you know, people play in church and make money. So when I got right. to high school and I started to see like some concerts, like Usher concerts, and then, you know, MySpace happened. And then some of your favorite, you know, musicians that you didn't even know um, played for certain artists. They they are now posting on their MySpace what they're doing and stuff. So it was really cool. Yeah. And that's when my first inspiration came. And then. I think ninth grade, tenth grade. That's when I started to hear like arrangements happen. You know what I mean? That's when I started to hear um, like, oh man, they did this to that song. That sounds crazy. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think after listening to those for so long, you you became interested. But I, I wasn't as interested to where I just wanted to do it. I would do it here and there, but you know, it wasn't to the to the degree of like I want to do this. You know what I mean? I want to do this for a living. I was like, this sounds good, and I want to play it. Right. Um, I think when, around the time when I got to college, that's when I started to kind of uh, flirt with the idea of like, okay, maybe I could, you know, do arrangements and stuff. And then shortly after I um, got out of college, because um, it was a one-year school, I met, you know, the band, the guys and stuff. And we were part of, we were part of the uh, another another band name at the time, named 630 Band, where we... Um, oh, yeah, I remember that. You know, where we played, you know, uh, a bunch of little clubs around the city. We were moving so much, like gigs, probably every night a week. Um, that's when we started to do like our arrangements of um, popular songs that are out, like you know Trey songs and you know Melanie Fiona and stuff. And that was that was mainly Dre and I, um, Dre from also from the Band of Brothers. That's when we kind of just started. It was like, man, we can we can really like do this and you know make money off of it so i think that was like my introduction to like actually doing it you know what i mean right hearing it and like this sounds cool i want to play on top of it yeah so what how did you so now how many instruments do you play again and what do you play um well i play i play the bass guitar i play keyboard i play drums uh i can play trumpet trombone baritone or euphonium is the correct name for it um euphonium Mm -hmm. tuba um talk box organ um this is so wild (laughs) and other percussion instruments um but yeah those are those are a couple of that that I can think of. Oh, I saw you playing drums the other day. Don't don't forget that. Oh, drums, yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah, because you were going off talking about you need help with something. I'm like, you need help with what? <laughs> I don't. 
I did, I couldn't hear anything you needed help with, so I'm like, please yeah. help me understand. I know. I mean, I, I know. I'd be so hard. I'd be. I'd be so hard on myself because my measurements, like the the what I compare myself to, are like people that are 20 million times better than me. So. Yeah, but you were still going off. That's the crazy part. Like you were still going completely off. So, yeah. I mean, maybe you know, I get, I get. Musicians are perfectionists. Like when you really have a passion for it, but it's yeah. just wild to me when people are like, Man, I, need to, I need to practice. I'm like, practice what? <laughs> like, right, you're, right. you're going in. So it's that's awesome. So, so did you learn how to play all these instruments in band, or did you start off as a child? Like, is your family musical? A musical family? Did you learn in church? Yeah, church. Church was where it started for me. Well, church and my dad. My dad used to be in a jazz band, and he oh dope. Yeah, like this huge drum set or whatever back home. So he would every time I would go to church, he would always try to get me on the drums, um, and that was like the start of it. And I don't think I started to pick up any other instrument until I was probably like 14, 15. Um, that's when I started to pick up playing keys at church because the uh, the minister of music at the church, my home church in Augusta, uh, New Life Church of God, mm -hmm. they were, they kind of, you know, saw that I had a gift and it's like, well, let's put you under, let's put you under the uh, minister of music and, you know, see what happens. So I would, you know, be tinkering around on my little keyboard on the side. Um, mm -hmm. And that's where it kind of started, you know, just kind of hearing and listening to them and then eventually translating that into trying to learn stuff by ear. And, yeah. Uh, my dad would never just like force me to do it. He would just, he would just always try to put me in the right, in front of the right people that, that would naturally just help me. Cause they seen I could, you know, and I picked up pretty easy. Uh, yeah. So he just kind of let that free form and take his take his place, um, and I started to play keys and in church or whatever. Um, but then after that, shortly after that, I think in middle school, I was under this band director. Her name was Miss Bronco, and at the time we didn't have like, you know, a whole lot of horn instrument players. Mm -hmm. So you know, we had I was playing trumpet like my first instrument in middle school was trumpet and you know I loved it you know I loved everything about it and I was doing really well with it um and she was like well hey let me see if I can move you to you know baritone which is you know basically a a bit it's like a, a mini tuba yeah um but it does a different thing like trumpets you know more so hold down tonal you know like chord structures of a song opposed to like a baritone it's like um it's like bass notes, so. Right, right. So they're the, they're the same instrument though, which is which is funny. They just do different things, you know. what I mean, they're for different, mm -hmm. they're for different reasons. Absolutely. So, um, same, you know, same fingering charts and all that stuff. Uh, so that's when I got into that, and then trombone kind of came around the time of marching band because I feel like we were short a couple of trombones, and my friend had gave me his. So I would play it in church every now and then, like when I'm not playing keys, just to kind of fiddle around and, you know. So ultimately, I just kind of, I started to take liking to all of them, honestly. And um, yeah, it just, it's, it just kind of transferred from one instrument to the other, just out of curiosity. Yeah, like that's how you know it's like you have a different type of passion for it because, and like you said, curiosity, because once you master one thing, it's like, oh, well, I can just take what I know from this yeah and bring it over here like so i'm not proficient in any instrument i can play by ear but i was in let's say i grew up and i was in orchestra i played violin but like yeah. as long as you learn those four strings you can learn the different clefs and and kind of 
okay, I can pick up a viola, a viola, and I can pick up a cello. Exactly. And a bit. Okay. So, and you know, you take that, and you can go on keys. But as long as you, even when you learn how to read music, as long as you know the different clefs and figure out where your hands are. Yeah. That's, I mean, you know, it's pretty easy to figure out the rest. Yep. The muscle memory is the hardest part. That's it, literally it. It is. And I wish I would have stuck with it. I tried to get my daughter. <laughs> she showed interest in, like, playing keys. So I <laughs> bought her this app because, you know, the pandemic happened. So I'm like, right. well, now you got to go through an app. Yep. And I think just because I was like, well, now it, it was a $100 app. I was like, now you have to practice for an hour every day. And I think she kind of lost interest because it was like, not well, have to learn. Yeah. So now I'm just like, you know what? It's in your room. Do it when you feel. And hopefully, like, I hear her in there tinkering with it a little bit more since I'm not, like, on her about it. Yeah. But she's a very musical person. So I, I kind of want to know, like, how musicians pick things up um, and become really good at them. But like you said, it's just that that natural curiosity. And your dad didn't really force that down. Yeah. Down your throat and have to learn. Yeah, I'm so thankful for that. I mean, I mean honestly, I feel like I would have gravitated to it anyway because my dad was like my biggest hero so I always want to be like him so yeah that was they I feel like it was going to it's going to be bound to happen but a lot of people you know they they want their children to do it but their children you know that they may be they may become really good at it but you know that may not be their calling you know what I mean right exactly so That's I'm, thankful, what I'm really thankful for my dad for not like you know you know, being super hard. He would tell me like, yo, if you want to get good at this, you got to practice. And he would, he'd be like, yo, practice your keyboard or whatever. But he never was like, you know, I need, you need to do this. You need to do this. Like Joe Jackson vibes. It was never that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Like I'm about to whip you, you know. Right. Yeah, no, it's not that. <laughs> so, um, going back. <laughs> All right, go, go. Oh, is that the puppy? She's so cute. Is that the one dog? What's her name? This one is Queen. She's a, a black lab. Oh, that's a different dog. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was the one. Um... Oh, Chloe? Yes, Chloe. Yeah. She's so gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> her little face. Yeah. That's my baby. <laughs> <laughs> but um, who, well, this might be kind of biased, but like, who's your favorite artist to work with? So since you have like worked with a few different artists, who is your favorite to work with? Like, whose music really touches you when you play it? Like, you can jam out and um, go to a different space in your mind. That's a good question. Um, what's weird is, like, every artist I've ever played for, I've always seen pieces of myself in them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, um, playing for Rory, when I first played for Rory, I felt like, I felt like I related to him in a lot of ways because he's just like, you know, a young up and coming talented kid. Mm -hmm. um, and his message was, you know, pretty clear at the time he had the song. Um, God, God's, Whisper. God's Whisper. Yep. And when I heard that song, I was like, damn, this really feels like me. This feels like what I'm going through right now. I felt that was a very spiritual song. Not yeah. not like you would think it would be if no one's ever heard it. But like, right. It was it had a different type of energy behind it. I I remember playing that song on repeat when it came out and watching yeah. the video. That energy was crazy through that song. Yeah, it really was. And it was like I, I that's the way I felt. I was like, man, I felt like I'm the savior savior for my my immediate group of family and friends and peers. But you know, obviously I didn't act on it at the time because I was so focused and and eager to just be a musician and travel the world because that was my you know, that was my dream. Yeah, um, I was at that show too. The show you guys did on like not on Peter Street, but behind it, his first show for his birthday. Oh yeah, yeah it was first Warfest. That was at that little yeah. 
uh, outside. It was like kind of outdoors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was hard. I was there. I was. That's when I think because I know. I, Jordan was there. Like all you guys were there, but it was just like, oh, this is gonna be dope. Yeah. But that was the first time I think I was introduced to you guys as a as a whole. Because the only person I knew before, for real, was I knew Jordan, and then I knew, um, of course, I knew Sherrod. But that's because I met them through Will, and right, they had right. played for Will before. So right, right. Um, I definitely wanted to come support, but that's when I was introduced to you, like you and Mo. Um, mm-hmm. So that was awesome. That was a good experience. Yeah. So that that was like. That was I don't know I take I take something from each experience. Um, I will say, um, I I don't know man I enjoy them all. I, black Black is probably one of the easiest now. Um, I really enjoy I really enjoy his art his craft. Um, it, it I I don't know it's it's real it's honest you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I a, you know because I I just don't know if I would have still been around, if it was just somebody rapping about nothing, you know what I mean? Facts. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Because, you know, I play for a few artists that don't rap about nothing and rap about guns, you know, money, hoes and all that stuff. It was like, yeah, I feel, me personally, I would feel like that would be disrespecting my, my abilities to, um, just playing for somebody that only talked about those things. You know what I mean? Because at, at that point, I feel like I'm just prostituting my gift just for the sake of, you know, money, which I don't think I would have been happy with. You know, I, I would say right now, currently, Black is probably one of the, um, one of my favorite, one of my favorite people I've, I've rocked with so far. Kevin Ross is a good one, too. He's really talented, so. Oh, he, yeah, his voice is crazy. Yeah, he's like, he's perfect. Like, he doesn't mess up at all, so. At all, you can tell he's pitch perfect. Like he doesn't oh, even. For sure. I don't even understand. For sure, he <laughs> definitely has that gift. Yeah, but it's good that you keep that standard for yourself because you know it's easy to 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 come to like the dollar, but yeah, it's good that you know what you're worth and how you feel about music and how you use music to touch people, even mm-hmm. if you're playing behind somebody. Yeah. Um, and you're mindful of what what energy you're giving out. Yeah. And in what spaces? So that's that's awesome because. Like I said it's, it's easy to be like, man, I need some money, so I'm just gonna go ahead right. and do it. And that but, that happens. That happens a lot of time. You know what I mean? All of us, all of us musicians, church musicians, and musicians aren't as fortunate to be playing. You know, mm-hmm. artists. You know, the downfall of that is, you know, it's not as consistent. Sometimes it's not. You know, it's not always promised. You don't always know when you're gonna go out unless you're. No, like even if you're playing for the biggest artists, you just never know. So. Yeah, you never know when a pandemic happens and you can't tour. Or exactly. You can't do live shows at all. So, yeah, it's not, nothing's ever promised. That's, you are very fortunate to be able to still play, even if it is a, just a live YouTube show. Yeah, um, you're hit. You're you're basically performing in front of even more people, though. Right, right, right. So it's even more special. Um, so yeah, you just never know how things are gonna look. But um, yeah, you're definitely blessed to be in that space. Um, so I have a top five question too. I guess okay. TS top five S question. Fire. And you know, I was gonna ask you one, but I feel like we've been talking about instruments a lot. Uh-huh. Who are your top five favorite international artists or musicians? Top five favorite international artists, musicians, like basically artists that have reached platforms beyond the states, basically is what you're saying? Or that come from places other than the states 
Mm. Do you listen to a lot of international music? Um, I can't say that I have. Like, I'm I'm a little in- ignorant to to that a lot of times. Like, when it comes to like the biggest artists outside of the states. Um, okay, so I'll give you the one I was gonna give you then. <laughs> so the one I was gonna give you was um, name your top five instrument solo. So like, it could be a guitar solo, it could be a trumpet solo, it could mm-hmm. be a, like on any songs top five. Like, what what do you fast forward to and say, man, listen to this solo? Um, Hotel California, Frank Ocean. Not not Frank Ocean. Well, the Eagles, but Frank Ocean. Yeah, Frank Ocean's version. American Wedding. American yeah. Wedding. It's top five. One of my favorite. Honestly, that's like my favorite. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That solo was so special. Um, that's definitely. Not, I grew up on the week the Eagles. Yeah, that is definitely <laughs> number one for sure for me. Yeah. Um. Let me think. Uh, uh, probably the next one would be, um, man, let me think. I know. I, I like to stump people a little bit. Because <laughs> um, not a lot of people put solos in their song. I know. A lot of them are, and you when you think of, even if you think of like a guitar solo, people don't do it as much now as they used to. Yeah, but there was a there was a guitar solo, um, and I want to say in in a Usher song. Oh yeah, uh, you got a bad. Yeah, was it you got a bad? It was you got a bad. I think that was yeah. it. And then they bring the hook back at the end. Yeah, yeah. He was dancing in the rain. <laughs> it was one of those. He was dancing in the rain. Yeah, yep. Chris Brown, Chris Brown has one too on um, "Take You Down." Yeah, he does. There's a guitar right. solo in the back, and then I think finally it would be um, "The Dream" had a guitar solo in uh, um, what is the name? Was it "The Dream" or was it Jay Holiday? And um, bed, no, Jay Holiday is bed, but I think the dream yeah. wrote. I think the dream wrote or produced that one too as well. He did. He did. I, I believe so there's a. Insane. I believe there was a guitar solo in there somewhere that was legendary as well. No, there was. There definitely was. Okay. I'm not, yeah. Oh so yeah, those are probably my favorites. Ever, but that hotel, uh, Hotel California, American Wedding, that was literally my favorite one. Yeah, you have to watch this. Um, there's a documentary on, I believe it's still on Netflix, uh-huh. but it's about the Eagles and even how they got their name. Like, really about Power Solo. You gotta watch it. It's really good. I'm all okay. into like the old docu- like documentaries about old bands. Yeah, Neely Dan has a great one on YouTube. Send send them all to me. I will. Do you like Steely? Do you listen to Steely Dan? Yes, I listen to Steely Dan. Steely Dan's a goat. Man, I, they had a whole um documentary about how they did like Deacon Blues and uh-huh. um, not even Hey 19 um, Peg, yep. how they had Michael McDonald record his part 72 times what? and they ended up one with one like yeah and Michael was like that's just the way they record even their musicians they never had like bandmates they would have different musicians come in and play a part they would explain to them how they wanted, wanted it played Yeah, and they, if they didn't like it they would just go to the next musician have them come in. But none of the musicians seemed to take it personally. They were like, they just want what they want. 
Yeah. And it's not, there's not a right or wrong. They would just tell them to play. And if they liked it, they would keep it. And if they didn't, they would call in the next musician. So they literally had like a, just a black book full of different musicians that they would call in to play each song. So they never, I thought they always had a band, but it was only two guys. Wow. And they were just really, really proficient in jazz. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, their ears are crazy. I'm going to send you that that documentary. Okay. I might watch that again, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you told me that you were working on some music for yourself. Correct. Tell Tell me about what you got coming out. So I am on the verge of releasing my very first EP, um, solo EP. Um, I think recently I, I've, the only thing I have out right now is a couple of singles and stuff that I've written and uh, co-produced with the band. Um, but I don't have any like, I don't have like an official body of workout. Um, I think all other guys do. Dre just released uh, a really dope EP that he um that he just released not too long ago. I want to say a couple of months ago. Jordan has an EP out. He, I feel like I think Jordan was the first one to release his project, and then yeah, uh, or or Shirai, one of them. Um, so they all have some really dope projects out, and I just never released mine, um, because I just had so many songs and I didn't know how I wanted to format them. But I think this year I was like, you know what, I really need to, I really need to get on that and and release a, a body of work, and that will, you know start my my solo stuff off as well yeah and everybody would always encourage me to but you know i just my mind wasn't there and i couldn't force my mind to be there you know what i mean so did you want has your goal always been to be an actual artist or is it just something you've fallen into just because you know you're talented enough to be able to complete a body of work even vocally um honestly i, I you know it may sound cliche but i think it it kind of chose me you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I've always, my whole life, I've been like a, which I tell my friends, my, my friends all the time, like I've been a really, I've been a really important role to other people's movies. You know what I mean? A really, yeah. a really, a really, um, you know, a really strong supporting role to people's people's movies so i think at some point it's like you know people would tell me it's like listen i I know that you know you're dedicated to you know being a musician and you know being in the band and stuff he's like at, at some point you know you gotta start your own movie you gotta yeah you gotta you know do things for yourself and i was like you know i understand that and then it wasn't until like going through a few experiences and writing some songs i was like man maybe this is what I'm meant to do. And I've been, you know, holding, holding back for so long, just out of, I want to say just out of fear. Yeah. Just out of fear of it not being perceived well or, or being judged. Um, Yeah. So I think that. Yeah. And you don't know until you just put it out. You got to put it out for you. Like you said, you can't really force anything like that. Yeah. Cause then it won't be authentic. Um, Are there any, so when it comes to being an artist, of course, there's the writing aspect of it. Who are some of like your favorite writers? Um, favorite writers definitely Frank. Like writing styles. Frank Ocean. Frank? Yeah, Frank yeah. and um, uh, Drake. Um, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. I think Drake he collabs with people, which is you know not a problem because everybody collabs. 
Yeah, Frank does too. James helped him on a couple songs. <laughs> yeah, Frank, uh, Drake, James Fauntleroy, Black, yeah. um, and um, and and then obviously the you know the idol of Pharrell. He's like, you know, one of my biggest inspirations too as well. Um, so I think those are like my favorite writers because they all have that one thing in common. You know how to tell a conversational a conversational story to where it's not like a, you know, like a, this, like a, a formatted song, especially Frank. He's really good with, you know, evoking emotion, emotions that, that people wouldn't have necessarily tapped into if they were just listening to, you know, somebody else's music you know absolutely i was listening like before i <laughs> before this call um i went to a record store today and this older white guy owns it but he was playing channel orange but it sounded yeah. so good so i'm like damn so now i gotta listen to channel orange all day so yeah, it's so weird <laughs> because was... those those albums like channel orange like when it first came out i was i was so stuck on on Nostalgia Ultra that I didn't give Channel Orange a true shot. I listened to it one Whoa. time. And I I, listened to it. I literally <laughs> I literally listened to it one time and I shelved it for years. Until oh, recently no. I've been like recently as in like last week, I've been going back and just kind of listening and studying that record. I was like, man, this is amazing. Like this is a great body of work. Like should have won album of the year. I told myself for I was sure. going to like look up to see who won album of the year. Yeah, because I can't understand how he couldn't have won. Like when it came out, I remember I was pregnant, and I was almost in tears because I love Nostalgia. Like when yeah. Sierra Leone hits and like that little stretch, and Super Rich Kids was probably my favorite song. Yeah. It, there's a yeah, lot of favorite favorites too. Yeah, but that yeah. it's like how he leaves, he leaves room and he takes his time. You know, yeah. like you said, there's no format. So the way he speaks in his music he just leaves he leaves space where it needs to be left so you can think yeah. about what he's saying and you can take it in and you can create the imagery like he's creating this right. i can smell the air i can see the exactly. sun i can see all these things when he's he's singing and that's and that, that's a that's a gift nobody that's a gift not everybody has exactly so when you like, you realize that then it's like he has that gift james front has the gift of melody he has the gift of like putting together the correctly yeah. But their, you know, their gifts are completely different. And they vote different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really cool that Frank Ocean has that, like that ability to, to really put you in that space. Yeah. Even with James, I did a deep dive on him too. Um, I was I was talking to somebody about James, and then I saw like an Aunt Clemens interview. Yeah. Um, when he was talking about James Fallenroy. And I agree with him. Like, I started, you know, I, I love James Fallenway, so I'll listen to all his stuff on SoundCloud because that's, like, the only place you can Yeah, that's the only place you can yeah. <laughs> Like, I'll go on YouTube and listen. But James has a way of saying things that are so simple, but in a way that you're like, damn, how did you how did you make me feel that, though? How did yeah. you say it in that? Like, Stevie, wonder how he used to say certain things, and it's like, he could just be saying, I love you, but the way he places his words together, it's like, Oh shit! Now I know exactly how he loves this person. He doesn't just love this person; he loves this person from the moon to the stars, and you know, it, it's it's crazy to me. But James has that capability too, um, on like as far as a writer goes. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I agree. Frank Ocean, Nostalgia Ultra was something special. 
that broke that broke my entire world up because like when i first heard it i first heard it from like a famous drummer i, I can't remember i think it might have been aaron spears he's a drummer for usher mm-hmm. well i think it was the drummer for usher and he posted i was like what so i went and listened to it and i listened to it the first the first listen through i was like oh my god i've never felt that way about like a body of music like that and i think we all have those albums that like you feel like man this changed my life like this changed mm-hmm. my my idea of what something is yeah and it's been a while since after that album it's been a while since i heard something i think something that that came a project that came close to it that i was like man this is this is a great project was um lucky days painted yeah I feel like it. yeah, I feel like that was a really good a really good project, but you know, no, I feel like nothing still compares to the feeling I had when I was like, dang, nostalgia ultra is like this is an amazing body of work. Yeah, Lucky's a great writer too. Like I've known him for like almost ten years now. Yeah, and he he's been writing for years. Yeah, that's like, his I first placement was she got her own. Like wow, I didn't even know it was him. Yeah, crazy. So. Like now to see him putting out his music and it being so spot on, it's, yeah, it's refreshing to see because he's been putting in the work for so long and he, like I said, right. his pen game has been wild. So it's it's cool right. to see him be an artist, um, and get that out. Right. But like, yeah, I mean, now that now that Frank has put out Nostalgia Ultra and, and Channel Orange, I'm not even gonna say Blonded because at this point, I think like you said, nothing else has come out the same because. I think he influenced a whole generation of music. Because if you listen to Channel Orange, at the time, nothing else sounded even close to it. Not one thing. Now you can find a lot of music that you can tell, like, oh, that's where the influence came from. So to be able to start a a generation of music that is birthed off of your sound is, like, wow. Yeah. Like, you're an icon at that point. He could not put out any more music and just based off the of channel orange and nostalgia ultra. Yeah. Blonde was great, but I don't know. Those other two albums were just like staples. They were, they were staples for sure. Yeah. So I'm glad you said that because I literally was was binging Frank Ocean today. So we're on the same yeah. page. <laughs> yeah. But that's awesome. So when are you putting your music out? Um, right now I'm shooting for the end of September, uh end of September, early October. Um that's what I'm shooting for. The the project is pretty much finished. You know, I just gotta get get mixed and all that stuff. Um, beyond my mixes, because uh, I sat so long with it, you know, trying to mix it and make it to where I sound like. But I feel like it can go, you know, another level. And I don't, I just don't think that I'm I'm willing to dive that deep into it. Yeah. As opposed to just let somebody else that does that, you know, let somebody else that does that do that. And I just focus. Absolutely. The creative side like visuals and content video content or whatever oh yeah your visuals been going off too i appreciate that i appreciate i've been that. seeing you i've been seeing you so even your visuals for other people i appreciate it yeah I, I i decided to just go ahead and jump into it so uh, now that i'm finished with this a uh, youtube show that's literally the only thing i'm going to be focused on day in and day out to make sure you know it's it's the project is received well you know absolutely even your covers like your covers give people a window into um i think your sound too speaking of how did you find out that drake (laughs) reposted oh my god (laughs) how did you find out did you see it yourself or did somebody tell you somebody told me like first my um 
one of my homies, there's this guy named Steven. His Instagram is SRDTV. Yeah. It's so funny because nobody knows, literally all of my friends, nobody knows what he does. <laughs> but he is literally everywhere. Like this guy, this guy is literally everywhere. Like, like say for instance, we'll be in freaking Dubai in a Dubai airport bathroom and we'll be talking about something and he'll pop up like, yeah, I seen it too. It was crazy. Like what? Where'd you just come from? Right. <laughs> like literally we've done so many festivals and he would just pop up and just be there. Like, how did you get here? Who let you in? Where are you going? Yeah, who, who do you know? Who do you like? Yeah. But he's just always been around. It's, it's been pretty cool. When he's around, it's always good vibes. So I was just, um, I had released the cover um saturday the saturday before drake reposted it and my thought process was like okay you know i'm a, I'm about to release a project soon i need to you know get back in the eye of people because i haven't been posting a lot because i I was in uh florida for like two weeks just creating some stuff with, with a friend of mine oh yeah like fire. Um, i was like you know i'm i'm gonna post something you know i just need to do a, a cover someone quick cover so i can you know, get back in the eye of people. And also I had like 14,700 followers. It was almost 15, but it it started, they like, it went from like 14,900 to like, just start going down. I was like, dang, people don't follow me. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, let me just go ahead and, you know, get, do, you know, a quick, a quick cover and get a couple of followers just so I can, you know, I have a few more eyes on me. Um, yeah. And so I was on the phone with my friend, um, my friend Bree, and she, she was like, "Did you hear that new Drake song?" I was like, "No, I didn't hear it." So I heard it. I heard the cover Friday, and after I heard, it, I was like, "I heard the song." I was like, "Oh, this is dope. The video is dope too." And I heard the horns. I was like, "Maybe I should do like a cover to this." And she was like, "Yeah, maybe you should." So I was like, "All right." <laughs> so I went to sleep that night, and the next morning I got up and started to work on the cover. And like some of those, sometimes those covers take a little longer for me because I'm you know, like stacking horns and all that stuff. Right, yeah. So uh, I did the cover, and after I was like, oh, yeah, it sounds pretty good. And then I think I tweeted that night. I think I tweeted that day that I wanted to release two more covers before my project, and I was like, one of the covers, I wanted to be massive. And when I say massive, I meant, like, I wanted to go all out, all out. I wanted to take, in, like, a cover, turn it into arrangement, and do what I do for artists and stuff, and just make yeah. it But when I tweeted that, that was it. Um, and yeah, that was literally it. I posted it. And then the next day I was on the phone. No, I was on Instagram. No, I wasn't even on Instagram. I think I was just on my phone talking to somebody. And then uh, Steven called me. He called me on Instagram and he called me. He was like, nigga, he was like, Drake. And I was like, hello? He's like, <laughs> he was like, Drake, nigga. I was like, Steven, what are you talking about, bro? And he said it one more time. I started to get like weird. I was like, bro, I am not Drake. You do know you called Slim. Like, yeah, like what are we talking about right now? <laughs> I don't even know a Drake. But my instinct wasn't thinking like the actual artist Drake. I was thinking like, you know, was he, did he mean to call somebody named Drake or something? <laughs> you were totally just oblivious. <laughs> I, was, I was like out of it. And then he was like, no, nigga, like Drake reposted your video. I was like, what? And then right. he was like, he was like, go check. And he hung up on me. <laughs> So I, I went and checked and I saw it. I was like, oh, shoot. And then after that, my freaking followers went up from like 14, 7 to like 25. 
<laughs> in minutes. In a, in min literally in like minutes. Yeah. And another another uh, I think World Star had reached out to me like a couple minutes after he posted. It was like, hey, do you mind if we post your video and um give you credit for it? I was like, yeah. Why would I? Uh, mind? Like yeah. <laughs> that was the whole point. Right. So yeah, that was that was that. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So and I like that trickle down effect because then people see that and they go back and they look at all your other covers. And yeah, that's now that's they're awesome. waiting for you to put something out, and now you you have something ready to give people. So it, it served its purpose. Yeah, true, true. That's awesome. I like when people discover you because I'm like, I know him. He's been dope. I like when people <laughs> see that been grinding, and it's like, yo, he's been dope the whole time. I'm glad you're finally getting on. But yeah, I'm, that's I'm, like the whole point of this too. This podcast is like, or just TS Top Five in general. I I know so many talented people, and I seek out so much like quality, like dope music. Yeah, and my whole purpose is to literally just like share that with everybody else because people yeah. always ask me like, "What's going on? Who's doing what?" Yeah, you're literally the 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 guru with that stuff. I used to always watch like the um TS Top Five that you put up there, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm not capping you. <laughs> when I tell you this, I used to be like, "Damn, one day I'm gonna make TS top five. <laughs> I'm like, I'm dead as I'm not lying right hand on the Bible. I would always say that because I would see you posting like of our some of our peers and stuff. And I was like, "All right, I gotta make it to TS top five somehow." <laughs> you but, told me that one time, and I was yeah. like, you, know, "You are, and I know you are because I'm a fan. I'm a, I'm a whole ass fan. So, man, I I totally appreciate you coming on here because, I mean, it's not just for me. There's questions, of course." I've been dying to know. Like, I'll sit around and be like, damn, I wonder when Slim, how Slimmy even figured out how, how to do this stuff. Like, <laughs> so I've been wanting to ask you all these questions, but, and like I, I told the last person, I'm like, I never wanted to do a podcast because I thought they were corny. Uh -huh. But at the same time, I think I just didn't like podcasts because no one else was asking the questions that I wanted to know the answers to. Or like, yeah. I don't know. The people, it's like, I keep hearing the same people doing interviews, but it's people like you that are, about to blow up but that have been grinding for a long time that, that you have something special and you are a genius so it's like i want people to hear you now and hear your story now and so when you get huge they're gonna be like oh wow it's crazy i listened to that interview years ago right yeah. not yeah. that long ago so i appreciate it I, like i said i appreciate the call man it's, it's very it's very humbling and cool that people actually you know, I, I I do what I do because obviously I feel like I've been given the gift that I'm supposed to give, you know, as artists, as creatives, you know, we may be, a lot of us get in a rat race of wanting to be seen opposed to realizing why you're supposed to be seen and what you have your gift for. And I think yeah. for, for the longest, you know, I've considered my gifts or set of gifts um, the thing, you know, opposed to it being a vehicle like it wasn't until I think I just had like an aha moment on a road where I was like man this whole time we as musicians writers and people we've been operating in our gifts that we've been given as if the gifts are the glorification you know what I mean yeah or the gifts or the gift is the destiny you know the gift is like oh I've been you know destined to to have this gift or I've been destined to to sing or you know play instruments when that's not it I feel like the gift has been given to you to get to the people that you you're supposed to get to to touch you know what I mean absolutely we wouldn't have never you know experienced some life-changing 
events had it not been for, you know, people using their gift to talk, you know, or people using their gift to be of influence. So now you'll listen. Exactly. You know what I mean? And music is a crazy, it's a language that everybody can hear and feel. So, I mean, it might be kind of an indirect way of getting your thoughts across, but that's what it's been through history. Like people still listen to Stevie Wonder for a message now from back in the day. But right. music is that is that language that touches everybody because it it kind of tugs at your at your feelings and your emotions yeah. while giving you a message. So if your message is for the people and it's you know it's meant to touch somebody, if it's based off of your personal experience or you know whatever the case may be, if you have good intentions, it's going to reach people and it's going to change people's lives. That's the the crazy part. You're gonna your song is going to come on when somebody's having a bad day and it's going to change their whole life. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like I feel like Nina Simone is a great, a great example of that. Like everybody was attracted to her gift. Everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, she's an amazing artist," mm-hmm. um, which makes them want to dive deeper into who she is. And once they dive deeper, then that's when they get all of the activist stuff and what she's about and what she, right. you know. And that's that. I feel like that's the real, that's the real destiny. But I think we get as artists, we get so locked up in the accolades and fame that we live in that opposed to keeping in mind like these gifts were given for us to reach a certain place to change somebody's life or to do something whatever that something is absolutely as long as you know that and you keep that like you're going to be successful um i mean you see it i'm i'm glad that you're able to see it from a musician standpoint touring with other artists and seeing how they handle it Mm-hmm. So you can mm-hmm. kind of get a picture of what that even looks like. Some artists right. are coming into it not knowing what it even looks like or feels like to be in that mm-hmm. type of spotlight. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you can get a kind of like, not even behind the scenes, but kind of on the scene look um, of what it is, you can still keep your identity and you can right. stay right. authentic to who you are in right. the process. Right. right. So that's that's a blessing too. Like everything's happened for a reason up until this point and it will for continue sure. to. For sure. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Slim. I appreciate it. Um, whatever I can do to help, let me know. I'll, I'll still be a fan. I'll be right here waiting for music. <laughs> let me know when it comes out, and I'll feed it to the people. I appreciate it. I appreciate you too, man. Um, well, stay blessed. I'll be looking out, everybody, at Slim Wave. Yeah, S-L-I-M-W-A-V. Awesome. Yeah, let me know what that project is called too. Do you know? Do you have a name for it yet? Um, I do, but I'm I'm not gonna say it just yet. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'll post it when you're ready. Okay, cool. (laughs) I I honestly may even send you an early listen link. Like I said, I'm I'm pretty much done with it. I just have to um get it mixed and all that stuff. So you might get an early link because I know you respect and love music. So I would love to get your opinion on it. Absolutely, I'm here. Cool beans. All right, Slim, have a great evening. Thank you again. You too. All right, have a good one.